Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noel Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit. Join me every week. This is my brother, Pedro. Good morning, everybody. I'm Pedro's Creative Tech here at Adafruit. And every week, we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is a show where you combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Hello, everybody hanging out in the Discord chat room. We'll take a moment to welcome everybody to the show. This is episode. Sorry, <laughs> I'll, I'll let me do my thing, and then you can shout people out. That's this it. is episode four hundred and eight, called Master Sword, Talking D Twenty, and Pool Float Coaster. Hello, everybody, <laughs> Discord. Pedro, go ahead and tell people. Good morning, everybody. That's all. <laughs> We're hanging out in all the chat rooms. Head on over to discord.gg slash Adafruit. Also Yay. hanging out in Facebook chat on Twitch, on Periscope, and LinkedIn. Is it still called Periscope? I think so. Is it X Xscope? Maybe we yeah. call it Xscope. I don't know if I could pronounce what the X what the X sounds like. Xscope. Like, oh, ish. it's like she 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 some of that. Yeah. So we're hanging out in Discord. A couple people are, are saying hello. Hello to Dewester, Rosin, Paul Cutler. Hello, Good folks. Morning. We are hanging out in that Discord. If you'd like to join the Discord, you can go to our URL. It's up here in the social banner that I just popped up. Discord.gg slash Adafruit. That'll give you the invite link to it. And we're hanging out in the live broadcast chat channel. It's right there in the sidebar under general. Lots of other channels as well help with all the different things, 3D printing, Arduino, CircuitPython, etc. Um, yeah, we're gonna we have a packed show, awesome new project, got some prototype stuff, um, a very fun summer themed time lapse Tuesday video, and then we have a lot of community makes this week that we're gonna get through. So uh, I'll go ahead and start off with um, paying some bills. There has been an update to Adafruit.com slash free, the freebies from Adafruit. These are awesome. These get automatically added to your cart when you spend a little bit more money with us. So if your order is $149 or more, you'll get a free KB2040 dev board. That's that board on the right side. And if your order is $299 or more, you'll get the KB2040 plus the Circuit Playground Express. It's that lovely dev board with all the sensors and NeoPixel LEDs. These get automatically added to your cart. No need for a coupon. It's adafruit.com slash free for the details. And if you do want a coupon, we got one for you today. 10% off your total order if you use coupon code MASTERSWORD. And that is the bill segment. <laughs> the bill segment, the... Uh, the segment that we do in the morning. Do you have any <clears> chats? <throat> Let me see if anybody's in chats. No. Shout outs to squid.jpg. Hello, squid. I think I mentioned everybody else already. I got some violent radiant in Ford. Good morning. All Ooh. right. 
Let's go ahead and jump into this week's project. This week's awesome project is the remake of the Master Sword. Yeah, from uh, Legend of Zelda. In every Zelda game, the Master Sword is the iconic sword that seals the darkness, as Princess Zelda says herself. So, Pedro, you did this project a couple of years ago using the prop maker Feather Wing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that needed two boards, the prop maker Feather Wing plus like an M4, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that we have the all-in-one dev board, the Feather Prop Maker, RP2040, how different was it to remake this project? This <clears throat> so, so remaking this project is definitely a lot more pleasurable when you have a uh, bunch of terminals and everything built into the board, so you don't have to create this pretty big sandwich. Uh, you have a bunch of cool features like being able to adjust your audio gain on the... You have like servo inputs and everything is a lot more modular. So when we're building a lot of things, we have to continuously take things apart and being able to just screw off the components is so much more easier, a lot more, a lot less wear and tear when you're documenting and then just uh, general assembly when you're trying to figure out the order in which to install everything uh, definitely makes it way more easier and because it's circuit Python. Um, you know, just getting the code in there, obviously way more uh, enjoyable. Having USB-C being a little bit more modern, so you don't have to go around and, especially with the Macs, it's just USB-C, so it's just C to C on there. You don't need any adapters for that. I think charges are right on there. Uh, having um, the ability to add even additional stuff, like with the Stemma port, you can have it be you know, sensing some sort of, you know, humidity or temperature or anything like that. So you can actually turn this into like a environmental sensing board. Um, or fun stuff like board. a screen. You can add a screen add or a screen. The LED backpacks if you're doing something with the little LED matrices or even the character yeah. thing. That could be cool for some sort of ammunition thing. Lots yeah, of fun yeah. stuff that's yet to be explored with the STEM QT. Yeah, I'm glad you said the the screen. I need to remember that one since I forgot the uh, Five Nights of Freddy, one of the new DLC yeah, the, things that I came out. Draz Wrench. The, uh, the, yeah, it's like a Nobody wrench called? that has like a little display on it with like yeah. uh, sound effects. Definitely got to do that and yeah, incorporate the screen into that with the little rotary encoder. So there's so many cool props that we can do now since everything is. Uh, all squished into just one little board. It makes it a lot yeah. more easier to fit things inside of. So uh, before with the board, since uh, we it required such a thick sandwich with both boards on there, I had to completely hollow out the um, the uh, the handle, making it a little bit, you know, the wall thickness of that was super thin. Now I can start uh, thicken it up since I don't need all that space in there and dedicate all those, uh, the thickness to actually making it battle ready. So you can actually use this without a fear that you have such a thin wall on your prop. So it definitely increases the um, rigidity of it. Um, some of the things that we tried doing, like with the lightsaber, was sending this into, uh, was a JLC? Yeah. And it was yeah. quickly rejected because they didn't want swords to be 3D printed. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. of course, we got to find, you know, the light uh, at the end of the tunnel with that. Uh, yeah, you can do like custom Pantone colors with them, but what they can't do is do this dual tone. 
sort of paint with glitter on it. So if you can see on the camera, uh, at certain angles, it's blue. And then at other angles, it's like a purple. So you have to use those really cool gradient dual tone uh, filaments. Yeah. Uh, definitely made me go, well, okay, cool. In the time that you guys took to figure out that you couldn't even print it, I had the entire sword already printed out. And, uh, uh, installed. Yeah. Like, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think some projects make sense to, uh, you know, to try getting printed in resin from a printing service. Mm -hmm. Folks that have their own resin printer just make it themselves. Um, but yeah, you have so much more, I think, options with filament. Dude, you could totally see it right there. It's like a blue. Yeah. Then... Yeah, it's a really good use of the, uh, of this, uh, purple <laughs> uh, I, i'm not sure what the name yeah, like of it. shiny like i didn't have to do it oh my god it looks so good like, it's like yeah, a multi-coated glitter let me see if you can see all that glitter on there too it looks so yeah, it looks good. beautiful like yeah. the way that it just brings out the details it gives you that shine and the filament is like super nice and sturdy too there's no string on it mm. like man it is beautiful this is from strong oh, crap I forgot the name stronghold like i think Let me, i'll pull it up while you talk more about it yeah but um just have the that filament right there because that was one of the things that i was dreading too from the old project having to paint the whole sword um and for this one all i had to do was just painting the little details for that and then add the uh, the paracord you could paint that detail in. you could kind of see that it is still sort of baked in there um, some of the leftovers from the original model that was created by Chaos Cortex, uh, Garrett. Okay. So this is a modified, updated version of that. So one of the other things, uh, the first one was just completely glued. Even the the board was just glued in there. Now everything has screws, so it's all fastened nice. Like uh, you can see there, I was lazy and didn't do all of the screws, but that's just enough to make it nice and sturdy. Um, so all of the blades are connected. Let me bring up the other one. Let's see here that we're using M 2.5 screws to connect all of the uh, blades together. And then mm -hmm. M3 screws to connect the halves. So these, uh, just one half of that will connect together. And then um, the other thing too is since the sword is pretty big, we wanted to make sure that it was the tips were compatible with the longer blade or the shorter blade. So you could pick which size blade you want to print out. All you got to do is just print the extra piece. It's pretty much this entire giant, like a hundred millimeter extra that you can add onto there. You can see the difference between it. It's yeah. huge. Dude. Yeah, it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to print the full sized one, uh, you can definitely go at it. Um, it has all of the tabs and everything you need to uh, connect that and make this giant, what is it called? <laughs> Uh, uh, Claymore. Yes, Claymore. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, two-handed sword. Yeah. Uh, I mean, kind it's of gonna close. be more pixels. Um, yeah, the the cost will definitely go up. Cost goes up. Battery life goes down. <laughs> yeah. So and then you know, the, primarily this is like toys for the kids. So I mean, mm -hmm. something this big, they they can't swing this around. They're gonna hit things. So that makes it <laughs> yeah, I think it's all parties. Right, you can you can travel that much better um, mm -hmm. to a convention or kiddos. So yep. I think it works for both. 
um, yeah. a good length of sword. I think you, you found a happy medium. Mm -hmm. um, it's all done in CircuitPython. Shout out to Liz for uh, converting the code over. Uh, she uh, just kind of, you know, reworked the uh, the pinouts and changed the audio setup. So instead of using the analog audio, it's using uh, the I2S audio. So mm -hmm. it's, it's way better audio. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in the last sort, I had to like drill out these little speaker holes because you didn't have, you know, such a fine yeah. tuning of the audio with this one. Like I didn't even do that because it's so loud that, you know, the, the hole coming out of the pommel is plenty. And if I wanted it to be louder, you have the ability to up the gain by I think 12 decibels on there. So you can yeah. even make it louder than that. Yep. I have the filament. Uh, right here. Let's take a look at that. Well, that's a good idea. I see a comment over by Do Wester saying the uh, using um, uh, white nylon screws to sort of hide this in there. Yes, totally. This is just what I had on hand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, nylon isn't going to be as strong as stainless steel, right? That's so true. Yeah. It Want to do? Um, that's too small too. This is uh, twenty millimeters long. And I don't think they make those in the M25. It has to be an M3 mm. for that length. Right, but yeah, I mean, I guess if what, after you tap the, you know, make the thread. Oh, right. Then, yeah, yeah, that would work. Yeah, yeah. if you tap this, the thread, I think you mm -hmm. might be fine. Um, the Originally, what I didn't have time for and should be not too hard is to countersink this a little bit more and then just oh, print yeah. out little discs to hide the okay. screw hole. So you could go that route as well. But I yeah. think, yeah, if they make the M3 nylon screws, that, that'll definitely hide it a lot better. Um, for the guide, I wanted to show you know where the screws are. So uh, it's one of the considerations I was looking at for yeah. ex exposing the um, Well, you have a, a, a non-screw side, so you could always yeah, show Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, for the photos, that's mostly what I'm showing, the, the pretty side. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to verify that this is the right filament? It's called Strong Hero. Is it Strong Hero? Yes. And this is the color, right? The, the mm -hmm. light blue and then the dark purple up here. Yeah. So here's another there shot. Of it. There it is. That one. Really sweet. Yeah, this one looks way more purple. like bluey. Are these two different ones or something? One looks purple. Uh, they might be showing uh, one side of it. So when you change oh. the sides, that's probably what they're showing. Yeah. This stuff's great. It's uh, very, very affordable. We're looking oh at twenty. Yeah. Look at that. It ships next day. Next day. <laughs> strong hero 3D. Mm -hmm. and so be a strong using... hero and print with strong hero. Very fitting know. name. Yeah, the, yeah. The, two of the rainbow colors is what we've been using. Um, there's a glittery one and there's like the just the silky one. Yeah. I want to try their gold. Your gold looks cool. Yeah. What is it? Like all gold? Yeah, it's like this variable gold. It adds um, very nice depth and detail to yeah. a lot of the prints. They have a green. Oh, man, this is beautiful. All sorts of different ones. So, oh, But the Master Sword really, really mm -hmm. shines. The hilt really shines with this one. So very cool. <laughs> the long Squid saying it's the big one is taller than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's taller. Yeah. It's, it's as big. Cool. So that's that. And then for the white filament, is this what you used? The Avery yeah, white. Yep. Fill cube. This stuff mm -hmm. uses LED, LEDs oh, very well. I'm glad they're showing that off right there in that uh, little video preview. 
Yeah. It is the best for diffusing. Sorry. <laughs> is that Elsa and Anna? Like it, yep. Frozen. Is it glow in the dark or something? No, it's just. No, like, it, it just diffuses LEDs really good. Yeah. They don't show that here, but okay. Maybe we know that it does because that's what you use. Yeah, that's what we've been using for a while. Yeah. We did a bunch of tests on figuring out which ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's this off white, ivory white that, that works the best. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Let me uh, add that link to the Discord. And the chat. I've been adding links to all those various chats, by the way. Oh, good. Yeah. So it's it's your when it's, yep, when it's your turn, it's hard to uh -huh. I know. You <laughs> put all the it. stuff in there. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. That's a uh, demo guide. Oh, you drive it because then you'll be able to. Oh, no, I don't have it pulled up. <laughs> Fine. I'll give you time. Let's see. I will. Uh, Remind people that uh, although the Prop Maker Feather RP2040 is out of stock, you can sign up to get notified when they are back in stock. And you can use discount code MASTASWORD to get 10% off. You can still get NeoPixels, batteries, switches, buttons, and whatever else that you want to use in your next project, whether awesome. it be a cosplay thing or not. All right. Pedro's ready. Cool. Let's go ahead and check out the learn guide for this. Nice little general breakdown of the project overview. And of course, all the cool features of the prop maker feather. Mm -hmm. What makes it a lot more better? Obviously, the terminal blocks, the class D audio amplifier, the LIS 3DH, mm -hmm. all nicely built in. The sandwich is no more. It's just one board making it yep. nice and slim for adding to any of the props. I think the next one I'm going to do is like a retrofitting uh, for another lightsaber from Ahsoka. Yeah. Just show the general, general differences between those. Yeah. And, uh, should be fun with that. Uh, some of the parts, it's a pretty low parts list. A lot of the things that you need are like the wires. So like the Pico blade wires to connect mm -hmm. the um, the speaker just to reach everything, the JST extender for the battery, and then actually another JST two pin for the slide switch. So you can easily, like, everything is so modular. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, so nothing is, there's no playing games with, oh no, I have to unsolder a thing because I have to mm -hmm. thread it through a thing. Yeah. So everything just comes apart and can be reused. And uh, yeah, I'm using the, um, there was a, a bit of concerns last week that the, uh, the the oval speaker with the longer cable was out of stock, but my preferred one is this little wired oval speaker because then you could just add an extension to that and then just you know unplug it and plug it back in, and then the actual extension is just screwed into the terminal, so you have two modes of modularity. Yeah, on the speaker. it's nice they're like pretend, so you just they're ready to go off out of the bag. Even because I have to cut the length down. I mean, oh, it's okay. so much easier to just tin that than, you know, mm -hmm. having to heat shrink and, like, stick things together. So a lot more easier. The screws, uh, like we mentioned before, using three different sizes here. The 5mm M2.5 by 5mm long. That's what's going to hold all of the um, the the holders. So quickly, what that looks like. I have a blank one here. I just like the shells for this, so we can see how all of these holders are in here. So take this out. You can see that the battery, the speaker, and then the um, feather mount are all just separate boards. So 
again, modularity for that. So all that just pops right in, um, like so, like that. That's so cool. Yeah, and then the same thing with the battery. Uh, I think we showed this off when we were first prototyping. Nice little battery holder over here. And I really like the way that it just snaps in. So that's what this component looks like all by itself. Uh, I liked how it makes the battery flat. And then yeah. if you take, pop this out, you get these little, um, these little like slits so you can have access to remove that because the screw to mount that in is actually right there. So mm -hmm. again, this M2.5 uh, by five millimeter long screws that'll screw into the handle and then positioning the wire so it's on top, just snaps right in and holds that on very nice. So definitely be using this for other uh, projects that require the cylindrical 2200 milliamp hour battery. Yeah, for sure. And then for the speaker, um, it just uh, press fits in. There is a little, pop this out breaking it have a little sticker that you can also use for adhesion so that can pop right in and out of there and then for the feather i did use um tabs or the little pins for uh, these mounting holes up here and i am using screws since i'm traumatized with <laughs> where things just break off last minute you're like no and then there yeah. is enough room to route all of the cables uh, good thing that there's this little detail here because this little part right here is just big enough. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that works out really well. <laughs> yeah, and then it just goes underneath here. Uh, the wires have enough room to, yeah. to route it's good, uh, yeah. the bottom there. Yeah. So, yeah, using um, the detail of the model to your advantage. Yeah. Uh, definitely always look out for that. The uh, screws for the, um, the blades connectors, those are the M25 by 12 millimeters long. And then for the halves, those are these long uh, M3 by 20 millimeter long screws. Yep. Now I am using a bunch of Phillips heads here. I would definitely recommend getting the um, how would the, hex them? the hex screws. Yeah. I stripped so many of these oh, of the length of them. Uh, it's 20 millimeters long. I'm, I wasn't going to sit there with a hand uh, screwdriver. Yeah. Um, driving all these in so i did have to use a little handheld handheld screwdriver for all these and dang it i didn't grab it the, the little I, I did use i didn't put anything in here because i didn't want people to strip it strip mm -hmm. their stuff so um it's like a angular um bit so it can go in there i'll show it in like snaps when i post sure. on socials yeah i remember you said i used it yeah it really cool. yeah so the tab length is just big enough to allow um, those bigger um, screw bits to fit in there. So you have enough room to fit that in there. That's one of the things that took a little bit to get get it right because you can't have you know the screw all the way up against the wall because otherwise you can't get any screwdriver in there. So yeah. a lot of considerations for fitting your tools into your model. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too much uh, thought of there. And I think that's it, covering the screws, um, all the components. I think everything except the, of course, the prop maker. <laughs> Out of stock, yeah. it's probably coming in soon. So definitely sign up and be ready for when that is back up. Let's see, moving on to the circuit diagram, um, show how the components are all connected, which is, again, screw terminal, 
uh, screw block terminal. The only other thing that needs to be soldered in is the enable in the ground pin for your slide switch, which again, we have the two pin JST, so that just pops off. It's not really permanently connected to that. And here's a photo of what all those components look like with their accompanying uh, JST connector, extender connector thingies. I think the only complicated thing that was that looked kind of weird is just the way that the LED strips are soldered in parallel, meaning that it's just a mirror of, they're just a mirror of each other um, so that both sides, you know, the, 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 the strips are facing outwards so that it's illuminating the whole blade. And if it was just one strip, it would like loop around and the firing blast wouldn't look the way it does like that. So it's, it's both of the strips are just mirrors of each other. So we don't have to use up uh, as much memory or you know animation cycles for that. So that's a trick there. If you have um, something that needs to mirror your other strip, just have the data going into you know to to the strips. Yep. So you're basically just sharing the digital connection. So it should be the exact same animation going to both strips. So you move it on to 3D printing. All the parts are there, uh, STLs, and of course you can edit the Fusion 360 file. So you can go in there and modify any of the, um, like if you want to use a different board or something like that, or if you want to position something differently, or if you want to make the blade even smaller, all of the, um, the profile sketches for that, you can edit those to fit your printer. Uh, since some of the blades, you are going to have to rotate diagonally to fit on your bed. And uh, so all of those are already properly oriented so that you can go ahead and just print from there. Cool. Uh, supports, I am going to need, you are going to need supports just for the handle where all of the, um, the mounting holes for all of the holders are. And mm. it's basically just using the custom uh, supports to... Uh, plop them down wherever uh, there's a mounting hole. So if I enlarge this, you can kind of see here, uh, each one of these little blocks is where the mounting holes for the holders are. Okay. And this large one here for the uh, slide switch little cutout, since there are these little walls that hold the um, slide switch in place, you have these little, little walls here. So just to, you know, so there's something supporting it when it's printing in the air since it does print flat. And the reason for that is because all the detail here, all these, like, it has to print, you know, flat like that. Mm -hmm. But that's the only uh, part that requires the um, support materials. And then as you can see here, the the infill is pretty low. I think it's like 3%. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's super low uh, infill. But because of the, um, the extra walls that we're able to have in there, it, it's still sturdy. Okay. And then just a link here to uh, the original files from uh, Garrett. Mm -hmm. so get those, which include the one that he has. Also has like the sleeve too, so you can like print that out as well. Mm. Uh, the sleeve cover for the sword. Yeah. And there's like a bunch of detail in there too. Mm -hmm. Let's see, Liz did a really good job of doing uh, porting over the code. And here's a nice little breakdown of the CircuitPython. Um, how to get into CircuitPython to get all that nice and working. So if you uh, need a refresher on how to get 
your uh, UF2 or if you need to reflash it, um, all that info is there. And then the next page is the actual code. You see how she updated that, moved the pins around. Uh, the only update that I did when she handed over the code was just the number, number of uh, pixels used. So if you get like a different strip, you want to go like with the low density one, uh, you can adjust that. And with that, you could also adjust the speed of the blast too. So that was the only other thing I needed to change because the speed will change based on how many number of NeoPixels you have. Yeah. So and then if you want to do any like messing around with the colors and then all of the waves too, if you want to pull any other different waves, you have all those for the swings and the hilts uh, yep. sound effects. So you have all those different uh, wave files to swap out if you really want. And everything is beautifully commented. And you can download this as a uh, project bundle, meaning that the entire folder will download all nice, like, with all your libraries and all the sound files like this. There's the uh, download files for each one. And wow, she broke it down to the functions and everything. This mm -hmm. is uh, super detailed. You want to if this is like what really interests you for creating um, props with all these sound effects and how everything works and it, how everything is triggered, how the um, the force for like the LIS 3DH, the accelerometer, how to switch that up for something else. All that is uh, very meticulously detailed here. Super cool. Moving on to assembly, uh, pretty simple. Just assembly the blades with the screws onto the hilt, um, soldering the NeoPixels. Again, I show here how they are connected in uh, parallel. Uh, connecting the board to the holders, and then placing those inside the hilt, the way that the um, slide switch just presses through and then connects to the rest of the board. Uh, how to get your wires um, underneath the board to string them and have them in the way when you're connecting both pieces together. Uh, the way the speaker mount connects. And then the layout of the NeoPixel strip. Uh, I did try doing the, uh, the chloroplast, which is uh, what we're using inside of the lightsaber. Uh, it's just using one strip to sort of bounce the light off. Mm -hmm. You could totally tell that it was, you know, it, it just didn't bounce off as good. I'm guessing because in the lightsaber, it's a cylinder. So it's oh, able to that makes sense. Bounce the light off. Um, right. it didn't Plus, yeah, the cylinder yeah. definitely helps. Um, okay. It That's did good to know. assist in keeping the strip, you know, nice and like uh, straight, like, uh, like straight <laughs> and, like, you know, having it nice and tight inside there. Um, but in the end, like, you can't even see it doesn't really flop around as much so i didn't even have to put any glue or anything in there to hold it in oh wow it's being held in just by the tolerance of the other half of the blade so that okay. was super cool it's pretty modular in that sense that you don't have to have anything holding onto it except the walls that are like pushing the um the strips into the center mm. so that was a nice little maker lottery being one there and then finally, the uh, what the final layout of everything inside is what that looks like. Um, just making sure, you, again, utilizing the geometry inside of the blade. Yeah, the connectors can get uh, kind of chunky. Yeah. Yep, you can see where the chunky little connectors can actually hide away and uh, has these nice little open spaces for them to hang out in. 
And uh, just the way that you can coil, I did shorten the JST connector for the um, battery. You can see that there. Yeah, a little bit shorter. You could just coil it in there, but for the photo, it's like you know hiding stuff. So uh, yeah, shortened okay. it just so you could see all the other components on there. Okay, and that's pretty simple there. Even like parts right here where this right here is holding on to the strip. So again, utilizing um, the geometry inside to hold things together. Um, like I said before, I am using this little handheld drill just to get the longer screws in there because you're going to be in there for a while with a 20 millimeter long length screw. Mm -hmm. So this definitely helps even when uh, you're building the threads for this when you're tapping all of the uh, standoffs. Absolutely helps. And then again, if you wanted to add the paracord detail, um, you could just put it in there. Since when we were filming, um, it did have a tendency to slide uh, over. Mm. And then oh, you can see some of the detail here where it's got the purple and the blue and the oh, glitter yeah. stuff. I definitely recommend using that. That's pretty much it. Where's my, my GIF? There it is. Uh, cool. We got a question from Squid. Do the screws uh, fasten into the plastic directly or using heat sink inserts? Directly. Yeah, directly. yeah you could use um, heat sinks, but because I'm like, when I'm prototyping, you know, there's like 20 of these in the garbage. I, I uh, can't <laughs> heat sink in there. Yeah, I think a heat sink, uh, a heat set insert makes a lot of sense if you're going to take it apart multiple times. Uh huh. Which I have um, with this, and I haven't had any problems. So yeah, you oh, could okay. definitely do that. Um, uh, now that it's you know I have everything finalized, I, I would definitely do that if uh, I didn't have other projects to work on. But yeah, yeah you could definitely add that in there now. Okay. But when I'm first prototyping, I I don't do that. Yeah. There's all right. That's good. Literally a tra a big old trash can full, of nothing but freaking blades uh, and handles and all the little parts for that. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, I think that's all the questions I see. All right. Um, there you go. Oh, uh, Master Sword. The Master Sword. So much better, a lot more durable, um, better boards, better sound, better pixels, too. For the first one, I used like a low density one. You could oh, really? see all the individual pixels. This oh. one. So clean. Even with so the hard. highlights here, you can see uh, just yeah. barely. Uh, yep. Yeah. By the way, just as a note, I think I'm reminded that the sound effects I sampled them from Breath of the Wild. They, I think from Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so uh, you can change them out if you want. Yep. <laughs> All right. Cool. Where am I? Here I am. Oh, my Discord tab died. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, they're a pain in prototype. Okay, Squid's just agreeing that yeah, they're they're a pain. Yeah, nope, you can add them now though. Okay. Cool. All right, that is this week's project. Check it out if you want to build it. Check out the learn guide on all the parts. We just yep, went through it all. Files are there. Definitely edit those up if you need. All right. Um, let's see. I think next up we're gonna do. What are we prototyping? Yes. So let me. Uh, Queue up. So for the next project is up to me. I'm collaborating with Phil B. Painter Dragon uh, to recreate this 
old project from back in, I think, 2015. It is an icosahedron. That's a D20. It's a dice uh, or a die, I guess, for Dungeons and Dragon. Each of these um, faces have a different number. And when you roll the dice, um, it'll speak what number it landed on. Uh, so it's two halves. Um, yep, yep. So the two halves um, open. And they're joined together with these um, these magnet these neodymium magnets. Of course, we're using the prop maker feather because it's an all-in-one board. The previous project had like four different boards, which is crazy. It had like a trinket, a lipo backpack, an accelerometer, an amplifier. Now it's all in one board, which is great. You have access to the USB-C connector. Uh, there's a speaker holder here with uh, some holes here and then some holes here on this half. Um, we'll, we'll use one of the smaller batteries down here and then the speaker's already connected. So I have, uh, just some demo code running just to see what it sounds like. It may or may not play because I have Cura open. Oh. So there, that's just that sound effect. Just to like test out what it uh, what it sounds like, but yeah, this is the part. I actually sent it off to JLC PCB to get it printed in resin because um, some of these services are they can get pretty uh, pretty difficult to print with, the, with all the labeling and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it prints like this, and the only other feature that I, I think I added was uh, Philby had a good idea to counterbalance this to kind of make the weight of the two parts a little bit more equal. Uh, so he suggested adding this little holder with some uh, copper pennies uh, to to make the weight. So I have a little scale on the in the other side of the house here um, that uh, that I use to make sure that these are both weighed around 13 grams. So they both weigh 13 grams. So it's pretty much uh, wow. weighed uh, balanced. It's not going to be perfectly balanced, but attempt it's a good for me. <laughs> yeah, at least we yeah at least we made the attempt to kind of balance it out a little bit. And this right here is going to hold a little slide switch, so you can turn it off and on. Because once it's, uh, you know, once it's closed, um, you wanna, you don't want anything really revealed. So um, I have uh, the uh, the the resin prints on order. They're they're like here already. You just gotta get them delivered today. Um, so I'll play with that. It's printed in that black resin that we used um, for the um, the lightsaber. Uh, but this is going to be a fun build. Uh, Phil B is going to be working on converting the Arduino code, the legacy Arduino code, to CircuitPython. Mm -hmm. It's using a different accelerometer uh, that doesn't have a free fall detection, so he's going to have to redo the math a little bit. But he's uh, he's up to the challenge. And uh, this will be a fun project, uh, I think, for folks that are into Dungeons & Dragons or even just to kind of showcase something that's like... I still haven't seen anything like this where it's like a talking D20. After all these years, nobody has uh, recreated this as a commercial product, which I think is kind of funny. Um, so yeah, um, that's forthcoming. Probably not. Maybe next week. Maybe not. Uh, I think next week I'm going to have something else. Uh, but for now, this is what I've been prototyping. Uh, it doesn't require any support material, um, miraculously, because it's just the way the icosahedron, like you have a flat surface here, and everything kind of is at either a 60 degree or 30 degree angle. So it's not too bad. There is a little bit of like uh, dribble here. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully that will look good in resin. I think it will. 
it'll probably look amazing in resin. Um, but there's no NeoPixels in here or anything like that. Um, so yeah, that will be a fun one, fun collab. And then the other thing, uh, so that's proto. This is still prototyping. Let me uh, queue up my. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Screen here. I want to show you folks CAD. What I got going on in CAD. I'm gonna share my entire screen. All right, Pedro, bring it in so we're not in tunnel view. Let me know when it's up. Yep. <clears throat> All right. So uh, Pedro, he found a really good over-the-head camera rig. It's basically steel piping that creates this kind of shape. And I wanted to get it, but it was actually too big for the table that I have. So I figured, let me recreate that uh, project uh, with some uh, 2020 aluminum extrusion, uh, some T-plates, some hardware screws, and some 3D printed uh, mounts. So these, this is uh, a couple of aluminum extrusions that are fastened together with various plates, like this T-plate here. We actually carry this stuff in, in the Adafruit store. Um, you could also get it get these parts from McMaster Car or Amazon, but I wanted to create this so that it can act as a rig for doing over-the-head shots, but also hold um, poster boards and um, backdrops uh, for getting photography. So here is my simple kind of design. Um, I have this 3D printed bracket here that um, allows you to kind of uh, basically uh, fit and slide this uh, these pieces of 2020 so that I can like adjust the height of it with uh, just fastening and tightening these screws. And then I have these little 3D printed clips here um, that will allow me to kind of get poster board um, kind of clamped onto onto that piece. Uh, I'm using these uh, these coupler to increase the length of the 2020 so that they're nice and long so they can fit a, a bigger piece of something. And then for these end caps, I'm using uh, TPU NinjaFlex nice. uh, to kind of round them off and have a little bit of grip because they act as feet. Mm -hmm. um, so that's pretty much it. I, I, it's no, there's no code or anything. And Lamar was like, yeah, why don't you go ahead and make a learn guide for it? Because um, folks might want to build their own mm -hmm. overhead camera rig. Um, if you have this open on a table, you can extend it. You can shorten it. It's very modular. And I love working with uh, 2020 because you have these T slots where you can um, basically, you know, add stuff, remove stuff. You can, you mount, can, you can mount your lights. You can mount your monitor. Yeah, um, HDMI monitor or any other type of thing. So you could definitely have like a string of lights up here, so you can have mm -hmm. some perfect lighting. Yeah. Um, you can use the uh, the twenty twenty to slide in a piece of poster board if you wanted to use it as a backdrop for cameras. And because you have these really long um, feet. Um, you can, uh, you know, it's very, very sturdy. So to hold mm -hmm. maybe five, 10 pounds of camera and lens. These days, camera is a little bit lighter. Of course, you can add like an iPhone, a cell phone camera, GoPro camera. But I think it's going to be nice to have a, a, an overhead camera. Pedro, oh, you've been using yours. Absolutely, like, for yeah. Nice, right? It is so good. That camera angle, you don't have to mess with. And like when you have it on a tripod, it's always difficult to have like just a straight down shot. Um, things always look oblique, like, tapered off just because of the angle of having that and because you have a tripod there it's in your way you can't get in there so usually mm -hmm. for you know 10 years now we've always had to reach around and like grab things all 
you know, difficult and, you know, hurting our backs and, you know, covering things up when we're trying to show. So like when we're soldering things, you'd have to like solder it all funky and different because, you know, the camera would be in the way or you'd have these shadows always on you or the lights wouldn't fit or, you know, there's all these things that complicate things you're trying to document when you're in this weird angle that a tripod gives you when you're having an overhead just straight down, you know, you can even leave on like your stabilization, which is supposed to turn off when you're on something steady like that. It just makes the workflow a lot more better. The pictures come out a lot more straight and detailed and you can not, you know, obstruct any other thing that you're trying to show uh, for assembly purposes. Whoa, it's too bright. I'm trying to like play around with the, uh, and it doubles as, you know, your backdrop holder too. Yeah. Here we go. Studio lights. It's supposed to be like a studio, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's like too big of a studio. Oh, <laughs> this is the uh, the render environment in Fusion, just to give you a little bit better like look mm -hmm. at like what it would look like for, for reals. It's yeah. a pretty big thing, right? So no, I'm not even kind of show it off. You're saving space by not having that freaking tripod there, right? You're especially around your, your when table. You're, yeah, when you're you know moving stuff around or trying to get around it, there's always that moment when you. You're about to record and then you freaking hit the tripod and it's like great now i gotta wait for the stupid thing to freaking you know stabilize yeah that's funny so that's what i'm working on um i have it yeah right um you know you can get your your 2020 anywhere even lamar was like yeah folks probably won't be getting it for me to fruit but that's fine and uh wherever you want to get your 2020 um oh i do have the uh the little holders here so mm. one slot will go up here, and then you have another one going this way. So it's like a cross beam. Um, what I ended up doing was to avoid any support material. Like I just did a giant chamfer here, so it prints like this. Yeah. That way you get like maximum. Mm -hmm. uh, Beautiful. Uh, yeah. So it's it's very sturdy. There are two millimeters length, and then I have uh, two screw holes for M4, so you can have the uh, the M4 screw and those slim T nuts to kind of lock them in place. So I have two of these here. <laughs> So I have those printed. I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm going to be uh, putting it together on this table. This table actually folds out. It's an Ikea table. I really recommend this one because it has both storage um, shelves or drawers, and it's able to kind of open out. Um, so I, I recommend that if you're living in a small space. Um, these are really nice tables from Ikea. Or you just want to save space. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's cool. Because yeah, even um, if you have the space, you know, you'll use it up with having, you know, all these big things everywhere. This definitely helps in um, sort of organizing the the chaos that happens when you're doing assembly. <laughs> There's yep, no way around if you, that. <laughs> if you want to look at um, aluminum extrusion, let me share my screen again. It's going to be at this tab. You can see here we have um, all of the different uh, things here. There's a dedicated extrusion um, category. So you have different uh, corner brace supports, the actual extrusion. They're 610 millimeters long. Um, you have the slim T-nuts, which I really like. Uh, corner braces, L-plates, coupler plates, screws. We have a lot of stuff, actually, for, for building. We used to have these open beam starter kits back in the day. Oh, um, they've been discontinued since. Um, but you could probably get these from other places. We also have these oval T-nuts if you want, like, a better thing. But, yeah, 
this is a really awesome material for building something very strong, but also lightweight because aluminum isn't that heavy. And you can cut it down to size with a chop saw, miter yeah, saw, yeah. hacksaw, whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be using that for all the photos moving forward. So that's going to be really nice instead of having a C-stand. Because mm -hmm. those are not fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to jump back over to Discord to see if anybody. Ah, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I love this project. Uh, Yanni um, posted this project from uh, Bill Doran from Punished Props. I watched the YouTube oh, video. Nice. Uh, it's a foam prop. I love his foam smithing stuff. He, I, I learned a lot of techniques. There's like a, I was like, how do you craft an icosahedron um, with a foam? And he has like this. Oh, don't, is, uh, it, is it a pattern angular, that holds? It's an angular mount for a, for a, an exacto knife. That allows you to kind of oh, like angle yeah. it and then you just like mm -hmm. kind of cut it. Anyway, watch the video. It's really fun if you want to build stuff out of foam because it's really nice. Uh, there's also a giant D20 here, I guess. It's funny. And then DJ Devin is prototyping something pretty so cool. cool. Yeah. Is this the uh, the mailbox? Yeah. With an LCD on it. That's cool. Bring it on the show and tell. It'll be fun yeah. to see tonight. Uh, even if it's cat, I like seeing cat stuff. So do so the folks. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What was another thing I wanted to talk about? I think we're running low on time, so I'm going to skip that for next week. I was going to talk about the new emboss update to Fusion 360. Um, maybe I'll do a Lairbo Lair on it. Um, mm -hmm. Or maybe we'll just talk about it next week. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about it after the show, what we're going to do next week. Next week's is kind of special. Um, but for now, let's go ahead and jump into this week's Community Makes. On Tuesday, we do a time-lapse Tuesday video, and this is this week's uh, time-lapse Tuesday, very summer-themed. This was a design released from Protopasta, the makers of Craft Filament. They make really good stuff. We like their filament, and this is uh, a pool float coaster koozie. Donut. Yeah, I thought this was interesting <laughs> just because of the way that the modeling job on there uh, when it's scrolling down in your feed, I thought it was a real pool flow. So they did an excellent job of modeling. Yeah, that looks sort great. of detailed flow. Sorry, I, I closed you out and there. And it actually floats. Like um, you can see there in some of the shots that we had, you know, the pool was nice and wavy. It had wake all over and none of the drinks tipped over, thankfully. It's just water. <laughs> yeah, water, <laughs> yeah, water. This is excellent. Um, not airtight at all. There's still all right. water in here. Um. <laughs> So uh, it will eventually uh, get filled with water. It might just sink. But um, if you're using it, you know, sparingly, it should do a good job of holding. Uh, I don't know what up to drink. Does this fit? No, it doesn't fit. <laughs> so something small oh, yeah. that we were showing uh, in the video. Should do they have different? Uh... There is different models. So there is one where it's chopped up into like three parts. So you can have like different um, colors. You can see it on there, that top one. Oh, yeah. And it like slides go. together. And then, like, even some funny stuff, like the uh, this little holder here is for like tiny soda bottles for like gnomes, I think is what they call it. Yeah, there it is. Oh, I see yeah. it. I, mean, I didn't even I thought it was like the, the, like the little tube thing that you put the air into. Like they modeled that, but. Oh, so this isn't dual extruded. It's like snap no, fitting. Yeah, it snap fits. That's smart. Yeah. yeah, I started one of the sides, but it was too late. Like, I had to post the video, so. And this, I forget what the time of printing in there is, but it's, you know, it's 
it's a while. It takes a while to print. <laughs> it's a nice so, big print. I like their filament. This I'm not sure which. I think I guess they have like a kind of a variable rainbow mm -hmm. type filament going on. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a pretty cool one right there. Uh, <laughs> um, what else about it? Uh, it floats. It totally yeah, floats. It totally floats. It's a free STL, right? Yeah, free. Yes. Free, free, free. Cool. And excellent job on the modeling, like all the little details that uh, yeah. you know, the crevices that happen when you inflate the. the I guess they uh, collaborated with CM Design to create oh, it. Oh, okay. So shout out to CM Design for oh, collaborating with uh, so Protopasta. Cool. Um, yeah, we can learn more about their collaboration on their blog. Oh, cool. Um, did you want to drop a link in? This is a thing. I want to go on their blog and see what the what else? Oh yeah, they did the um this uh, fun lamp as well. Probably some other stuff. Let me see if they have any better photos here on their website. Welcome, Protopasta. Yeah, it looks cool. All right. Do they have it anywhere else? Uh, trying to see. Um, I think Cult is where I saw. Oh, everywhere. Yeah, they have it everywhere. Thingiverse. Printables, all the bowls. See if people are made it. Yeah, we got a couple makes here. <laughs> you don't have a pool, but you have a sink. No problem. <laughs> that's great. I mean, if in the bathtub, I mean, that, that's yeah, the I guess in the place. bathtub, it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Cool. Absolutely. All right. Well, wherever you like to get your fine STLs, where all fine STLs are, <laughs> are downloaded. But uh, let me add this again. It's really cool to put it in the pool. Mm -hmm. And the choice of the, uh, you know, Rambo filament. That's fine. Yeah. It's what you had. What a gradient. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that turbulation. Yeah. It, uh, Not CG. <laughs> it's a real. <laughs> you even have Declan at the end there, right? Or Gavin, somebody. Oh, yeah. Declan. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And it took uh, a while to print, I suppose. Oh, yeah. That takes a while. Yeah. Shows up there. Oh. They probably have like some settings that they suggest. Eleven hours, right? But that's with the time lapse, so it's probably half that. Mm, just a little bit less. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. All right. We got still a couple minutes to catch up on uh, community makes, so let's hop into the makes this week. First up, we have a make of the AirPods Max headband and ears. Um, on printables, um, this user here, F-R-N-K-K-T-R-G-R, um, posted up their make. I guess they just printed the band. It's a Lego stud band for an AirPods Max. And they said, uh, you know, they rated it. Thank you for rating it. Not for myself, so I can't test it, but the flexibility is good. Printed in Fiberology Fiberflex 40D Black. Hmm. So it's supposed to be printed in this TPU. Just a refresher, the AirPod Max has this really nice um, headband that has plenty of room for customability. So we uh, we designed a couple different designs. And yes, Lego minifigs do fit on there. So if you're a big mm -hmm. fan of Lego and you have AirPod Max headphones, um, check it out. You can print it in TPU or Ninja Flex. Cool. After that, we have uh, Make. Um, from G Miranda on the 
heat set insert press. This also uses a piece of 2020 aluminum extrusion to create this really nice uh, rig for doing heat set inserts. And they said they designed a new base for it oh. that's 3D printed. So it's great. Uh, this is probably one of those yeah. the most remixed projects because people mm -hmm. have soldering irons, they have their own bases. Um, they have their own, um, what do you call them, uh, skate, skate bearings, mm -hmm. bearings, because this one's kind of a custom, not custom, but like a, a different type than the uh, normal Z88 or whatever they're called. But anyway, looks good. Very fun. Check that out. Very useful. Yeah. And after that, the Octoprint Raspberry Pi. Oh, wow. Pi touch display rig. Like this one. Evergreen projects. It still works. Um, uh, Udo 2017 posted it up there. Make nice case. Just need to install the Pi. Very nice. It's a snap fit case for your Pi and a Pi TFT from Adafruit or whoever else. It looks good. Printed in black. Lots of folks have made this one for uh, monitoring, monitoring their Octoprint um, setup. And after that, we have a make from uh, Mar, uh, Mars Isis. Uh, posted up their make of a, uh, an iPhone X case printed in, uh, I believe, TPU. Doesn't say, but they printed it out. Folks are still printing out these, uh, these iPhone cases. Very cool. Nice. Yeah, this is one of the things we do when we get a new iPhone. We make a case for it. <laughs> so funny. I have to keep going back to the 3D printed ones. <clears throat> the one that I was using from the um, pop socket. <laughs> I took the case off and it freaking broke. Oh, crack. <laughs> yeah, crack. It's like, yeah. what? All I did was remove the case. <laughs> That's funny. I have my pop socket one. It's not, <laughs> it doesn't look like it would crack. Yours is a different material then. Yeah. Hmm. Like the magnet popped out and everything. <laughs> Oh man! Well, that's why they're. So cases. I keep going back to the three D printed one because it's no. TPU. It's not going to just break on me. <laughs> that's true. And for the to end off the segment, um, this is a make that was posted on Facebook. Oh. And uh, Liz uh, found this one and sent it my way. This looks amazing. So Jay Wilkins posted up their make on the. Walt Disney World I tips and saw tricks. This. You saw I this too. Post in there. But yeah, it's got over whatever. four, four, <laughs> yeah, yeah, four thousand like likes on it. Two hundred. Anytime comments. we post in so there, like, nah, yeah, you're promoting. That's not how, it's the that's like the Reddit culture. Like you shouldn't. Know, someone else has to someone else who made it. You. Which is great. So shout out to Jay. They said not a tip or trick, just something I made while. Waiting uh, for our next trip back, I made my own fully functional Magic Band reader with the chasing lights and the sounds you get in the park. It works with our Magic Bands and other RFID sources. That's like super cool to see. In the yeah, I love this project. Say, oh, this is Adafruit. Here's the learn guide because, of course, didn't say that somewhere. <laughs> they're not gonna mm -hmm. they're not gonna post any links or anything or what Maybe. it is where they found it. <laughs> All right. Well, there, there's like the um, oh, someone else made it. Look at that. Nice. That looks great. Made mine in RGB and a gold plate. That's mm -hmm. great. Ah, that's awesome. That this is on Thingiverse. It is. <laughs> sure is, folks. Of course. They didn't post any links or anything. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Look at Bluey. I mm -hmm. love Bluey. Well, that's great. Uh, oh, yeah. And there's, of course, folks that sell them on uh, 
mm-hmm. on that scene stuff. Of course, you which know, that fair. crowd came in there too. <laughs> yeah. Right, because people just want to buy it, which is fair. Mm-hmm. And uh, RFTLs are free to, you know, to create and sell because why not? So. Mm-hmm. And that is this week's Community Makes. Thank you, everybody, for sharing your makes with us. It's very uh, it's very gratifying to see folks actually make the projects. And that's very cool. Let's uh, jump back into Discord, see if anybody's coming up with anything. Wait, that's the wrong one. Sorry, Pedro. You per- folks weren't supposed to see that. That's our notes document. <laughs> Helps us all the, uh... stay in track. I got all the links posted. I think so. All right. Well, let me a uh, quick programming note. Maybe not so mm. quick. Mm-hmm. Before Next we close up the show. Next week is Circuit Python Day on Ooh. Friday. Ooh. So we're actually going to push the Wednesday show for next week to Friday at 10 a.m. It's really 10, 10 a.m. But join at 10 a.m. Pacific, I mean, uh, stand, Eastern Time. Uh, this for Friday, so that's August 18th, Circuit Python Day. We have a full day of live stream scheduled programming. It's going to start off with uh, John Park. He'll have like a 10-minute introduction, and then we're going to do 3D Hangouts special edition. We're going to have Liz Clark, special guest, come in the yeah. show and chat about Circuit Python because she actually does all the Circuit Python <laughs> code. We do the 3D printing, but Liz also does 3D printing and design. So we're gonna coll- we're gonna chat about how we collaborate, what her experiences have been uh, working with Adafruit, writing code in CircuitPython for these type of projects. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, so we hope that you join us on Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. I think it's actually at 10:10, right? Yeah, 10:10. 10, 10. But just t- come in at 10 a.m. because then you'll see John Park, yes. who's gonna be like emceeing it and being uh-huh. like, hey. Here's Circuit Python Day, and um, yeah, it's a it's our holiday. It's the snakiest day of the year, or something. <laughs> um, don't forget coupon code today for 3D Hangouts is Master Sword. Gets you ten percent off your order. Tonight is going to be Show and Tell with um, if everything goes right, it's either going to be Mr. and Mrs. Lady Ada or Liz Clark. So either of those folks will be uh, hosting. Here's the banner. It's, it starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Ask an Engineer at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Back-to-back shows. Cool. Squid will be there. Awesome. DJ Devin, have a great day. He's got to go. Everybody's off to lunch. Yay. We're off to lunch. Oh, wait. Actually, no. I, I got the student-teacher... Or no, teacher, parent, whatever, meeting the teacher uh, for school. School, back to school. I gotta go to school now. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go to school, Pedro. All right. All right, well, that's gonna do it, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us live and watching on the replay. We'll Every be here Wednesday. next week on Friday, not Wednesday. Yeah, Friday. No, I'll be off. I think we're taking off Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I think Wednesday will be. I'll just be doing what I do, designing stuff. All right. I think that's it, man. Don't forget coupon codes. Later tonight, Ask Engineer, Show and Tell. Come on, share. I want to see DJ Devin's mailbox and other folks. Um, We'll see you next Friday. But until then, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. And remember to 
great, great day. day. Good night.